Previously on Polyamory. Dusty, you're up first. You are faced with a large, fleshy, question mark, amphibian. It is essentially just a mouth on a tubular body with sort of thick frog-like feet at the bottom. But if a frog had sort of elephant characteristics, it's big and hefty. It is a huge monstrosity. And it has three little eye stalks just sitting just above the above the mouth. You can't make up much else in the way of features. And it has four thrashing tentacles. There are suggestions that there might have been some bullywugs in here. They did not make it out alive. Who knows? Did they distress their their leader or what? The galleys that are dead is just horrible to look at. Real horrible to look at, but for a 20, you noticed it. <laughs> that prison cell at the back, there appear to be sort of shapes in there. You can't tell what. Yeah. And also connected to the back of the container within the prison cell, there appears to be this large tank of fluid. It's sort of faintly green and it appears to be connected with many wires into the back of this hmm. metal container thing. So you turn your attention from Croak to this tank and this cage moving towards it and lightning is like flying out of your fingers. The top flies off of this kettle that you've created. <laughs> firing hot whatever this is over the, the creatures within the tank. You realise they're humanoids? Yeah. And the closer you get, you realise there's a, a mix of elves and dwarves and human, even a couple of humans. You know that these look like some of the bands you saw on stage earlier. Ha! Huh. Hmm. But their skin is sort of grey and lifeless. But as you get closer and the kettle just fires hot green stuff all over them. They seem to get a bit more colour back into them. Has he been draining the talent out of the bands? There's no way to tell that at this stage. Talent juice, talent juice, juice, talent talent juice. juice. Uh, That's a crit. So you really wind back for this and just and and the follow through is amazing. Your form (laughs) is impeccable and you feel something shift inside Crow and his stomach flies out and turns itself inside out. Oh, Oh wow. Showering everyone around his feet in acid. Okay, sure, I have my hand of frog's ass for that reason. So the whip just, like, swings all the way round. It comes back to you. You grab both ends, like, jump slightly up on Croak's back and tug. And you just feel it going through him like one of those cheese wires. And the top half just very slowly slides sideways. Congratulations, you have slain the greatest capitalist the Underdark has ever known. started we were having a conversation how many noble feral noblemen can we beat up now uh well as a group because you're now all level six (laughs) uh you could fight 18 to 20 feral nobles and that would be a medium level fight can I just say, I, I only want to know now what what number of feral nobles our party can beat. Because, like, once it's a high enough number, we can, like, tear down all of the rich posh twats, we can take down all of the people in Parliament, we'll, we'll establish a new government. Mm. I feel like mm-hmm. I could fight two feral nobles. 
You, I mean, it's the same number of giant rats as well, so we could do like a whole repeat of the first season. <laughs> you could you could split it 50-50 and you could have feral nobles <laughs> on giant rats. Being attacked. <laughs> By giant feral rats. 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 Love you, Nick. So here we are, hooray! More Dungeons and Dragons. We're back. I'm now Uh, just trying to imagine season one, but every time it was a rat, it was a noble. Probably. I mean, it's quite satisfying the thought of uh, fighting a feral noble. You fought crocodiles once. (laughs) That was a baron. A robber baron. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Polyari, where we fight 18 to 20 feral nobles. <laughs> or giant rats. It's up is, to you. Is this like the 30 to 50 feral hogs? It's now. It's, it, it, yeah, that, that there's are 18 to 20 feral nobles. Um, yeah, so last time you killed the, the greatest capitalist in the Underdark. I mean, it feels like a good day's work to me. Yeah. We leveled up as a result. We all have, have new special abilities and do you, things. Do you want to tell me about your new things? Well, let's start with Nick. What have you got? Oh, nothing really that exciting, except um, I can turn invisible now, which is neat. <gasps> Ooh. That's pretty exciting. I mean, that, that seems pretty interesting. That seems like the greatest disguise. This I'm disguised life... as existence itself. This, this whole life has been right waiting for this moment. I also realized that I probably was skipping over my trickery domain spell so I could also mirror image. <gasps> I just wasn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, well, we know it's there now. Uh, and Becky, what have you got? Um, I got Biting Rebuke as my Barbarian Cannibal level up. Um, as a reaction, if someone hits me in melee... I can bite them for 1d4 plus strength, which is a nice no you. <laughs> Tasty mm-hmm. snack. That, that is pretty similar to like the, the flavour of kind of thing I got for level 6. So like, I got all the basic stuff, got my 7 extra max HP, I got a new spell. I now know counter spell, <gasps> which is again a good example of no you. <laughs> um, but I also get a new otherworldly patron feature. Ooh. Um, the, the the creepy nightmare god in the ground has gone. You've done you've done well. You've done well. Let me get let me give you a gift. Dendar be praised. Dendar be praised. And I've been given entropic ward. Um, I can magically ward myself against enemy attack and turn it an enemy's failed strike into my good luck. Uh, basically, if an enemy's about to attack me, um, I can give them disadvantage on that roll. And if they then fail the roll, I get advantage on my next attack as a nice. result. So it's. They miss, I get to throw the power back at them. Oh, That's a cool okay. thing I get to do. Well then, so I'm guessing you've headed back to, to Central Town after your nice downtime episodes that turned into a boss fight. Oh, you lot cannot be trusted. <laughs> we can't be trusted to have downtime. <laughs> can't be trusted to have a nice There's time. exciting plot to be done. Yeah. <laughs> you made all this exciting plot and we want to go find it. Sure. So... What a show. Indeed. With the assumed aim of go back and tell the bosses, hey, we, we killed Croak. Okay. Can I carry Puff? Uh, yeah, you can carry Puff. Okay. I'm going to wear him as a Mohican. So you head back into town. Uh, I'm guessing you're heading back into Polyarmory HQ. Yeah, I've got to, got to go tell the bosses we did a good job. Head upstairs and explain to your boss what you've done. Well, this is marvellous news. You uh, have done an excellent job, Romara, you know, as your... Uh, uh, role in the uh, disruption of adversarial business services. This is absolutely what we hired you for. Well, 
I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad you approved. We, we called in some favours and we made it happen. Well, this is exactly the sort of thing we want. Now, of course, the main adversarial disruption we have right now is the whole issue with Thordson's little lot. Yeah, well, I mean, they seem to be heading south for now, but there are concerns, and I, I understand you had mentioned that uh, you had plans. Yeah, yeah. So, we would rather n- not everywhere burn, because it's all well and good us making money doing our jobs here. Very difficult to run a business when everything's on fire. Indeed. Very, also, very difficult to spend your money when everywhere's being burnt to the ground. Agreed. How would we have capitalism if it's... everything was burnt to the ground? Well, here's the thing. Not such a fan of capitalism, but I do like being able to spend the money I do have whilst being forced to live in capitalism. So, I do like having places to spend the money. Don't we all, don't we all. Yeah, so, uh, um, reminder, DM, what was our... We had a lead above ground, potentially, to do with Thorson. Um, back in the day when he went to the library. Yes, this uh, is a while ago. Uh, back in episode eight, I think, of season one, Napping <laughs> on the 65th Floor, you uh, discovered that the monks of Napping had once taken in a lad uh, yes. who uh, whose parents had been killed, and then the monks of Nath- Napping were killed. Yes. So you had Napping uh, as, yes. as a lead. And Napping is above ground. It's above ground, far to the north. Okay, okay. Um, for a nap! Yeah, yeah, so napping up above ground seems like a maybe lead if you don't need us down here for a little bit. Yes, I suppose. Uh, well, yes. Uh, I'm not sure the stealth cart would really be your best bet, though. It's a bit uh, bright and breezy up there. Perhaps something a little more muted? What would you suggest? Oh, I suppose we could paint something brown or green for you. Oh, Really? Oh. oh look! If you want to take a pitch black car out on the road, no, you're right. You're right. It's you know, Puff's not going to be happy, but sure. <laughs> no, no, and the uh, you can probably keep hold of the stealth piggies though. Oh, wonderful! Wonderful. You might need some kind of sun cream or other though, because they're <laughs> they're prone to burn in the any level of sunlight. They, fine, they've never fine. seen the sun before. We'll, uh, we'll 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 put some some carrots on the ground in front of them. That'll give us plenty of time to sun cream them. Dusty's already <laughs> mixing sun cream up. <laughs> okay, so do you want to do anything else before you leave? I realise you've recently been shopping. I feel like I should probably empty my bag when Brumara's not looking. <laughs> I'm just going to dispose of the dead guard that she thinks she talked her way past. <laughs> <laughs> you just empty him into like a into into like a bin outside. Yeah, whistling conspicuously as I do, sir. Romara has no idea what you're up to. Like a bunch of local wildlife just swarms on the bin. <laughs> but yeah, do we the have problem any? Disappears. Do we have any other below ground things we want to do? Mm, we got gold, did we not? You got gold, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got it written down somewhere. A couple of hundred, I think each. I think it was a couple of hundred each. Uh, I believe. I believe it was two hundred each. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Romara has nothing else left. To do below ground. Dee? Mm, can't think of anything. Dusty? Is going to be incredibly excited about the prospect of getting some proper apples. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Grown in sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they do tend to grow better that way. Yeah. Like, he's stocking up on pastry cells and... Is this, is this like Star Trek that you're saying that... Uh... 
magically created food isn't quite the same as oh, yeah, the no, stuff you, that grows on trees. Yeah, you you can you can grow an apple in a replicator, and you know <laughs> technically it, it is a perfect apple, but it just doesn't taste right. Yeah, no, he's stocking up on cannon jars and like little empty pastry shells. He's he is ready to go. <laughs> like if if we get anywhere with the end of the world, that'll be great. But most of all, I just want a fresh apple pie. <laughs> they are his favourite. So, you uh, load up, you spend some time, it takes most of the uh, most of the morning to get that all sorted. And you head out to the edge of town, because obviously you've got to get somewhere where the, the ceiling is not, like, quite a considerable distance above you. You head out to the nearest uh, surface gate, very carefully load the cart onto the, the lift there, uh, pull the lever on cronk. the side. <laughs> Big old cronk. And then it just sort of slowly chugs and chugs and chugs and you rise up and see the the spiral staircase around you. It's almost a little bit hypnotic and it it takes you about sort of five, ten minutes. Eventually the whole thing sort of rattles to a halt uh, and you open the doors in front of you and and you can head off into the well. Oh goodness. Do we know which way napping is? North. North. We can probably... Do we... As underground people, do we know that the sun can be used to work out what north is? Uh, Dusty used to be above ground. Dusty knows outside things. Okay, you 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 know what North is. Yeah. Uh, hey, what what a surprise! Becky's character knows about North. Hey. <laughs> hey. I also know about being very fragile in the sun, so everything's getting slathered. Piggies, sun cream. Puff, sun cream. Brilmara, put your tattoo cream on. Oh, okay. She's putting the tattoo cream on. <laughs> Everywhere she's been, Dust is chasing it up with sun cream. <laughs> I'm squelched do you, now. Do you not trust her to properly sun cream? <laughs> Are you just flavouring her? I'm protecting her. Oh, precious. Aww. That's what Dusty do. I can't hit the sun with a hammer. So you uh, mount up on the cart and you start heading north. And it's 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 boring. It's fields. Occasionally, you pass through a village and people glare at you, but no one's really brave enough to say anything. You <laughs> just just a lot of dirty looks. Roll quietly through town, like yeah, they're, they're just villagers. They're not you're like you're not from around here. You're not from around here, <laughs> Splitty southerners. <laughs> <laughs> Angry northerners, nothing but fields. <laughs> Yep, you haven't seen a tea in I'm weeks. I'm feeling very attacked. <laughs> love you. I love you too. Even if you attack uh, Yeah, you, you roll north for uh, for most of the day. Make camp that night. Out in some woods, really. It's it's quite a, a wide, broad path. You've not really encountered anything. Bandits or anything. If anything, it's pretty, pretty chill and quiet up here. Yeah. You imagine that had this been below ground, you'd probably have been, like, at least mugged by now. Yeah, like, Brumara... At least once the sun's gone down and it's a bit darker and a bit feels a bit more like home, it's like, ah, oh, I could get used to this. Fresh air. Ooh. Not a whiff of sulphur. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I can smell the trees. Oh. Uh, do you have anything to say to each other while, as this is pressing on? Hey, what have we all been doing down there? What, what have we all been doing down there? This seems pretty alright. Hmm. It's bright. Well, I mean, yeah, during that bright bit, but it's dark now. Hopefully this dark bit lasts longer than the bright bit did. <laughs> uh, Dusty's doing survival, Dad, and just barring the shit out of Puff. 
is like sap and and that's an elm wood. Now don't lick them. They don't taste as good as they look. <laughs> like puffs just melting down the side of the cart. Like he, he was lent over it looking at one point, but all the enthusiasm's gone. <laughs> I, ima- I imagine that now that Puff is occasionally looking wistfully at Brumara going, Dispel me! <laughs> Dispel me! <laughs> uh, Brumara looks over and gives a look of, It's good for you to have new experiences. <laughs> uh, occasionally looking mournfully at, at a stray tome. Just, nope, still nothing. <sighs> I got you. I got you. Mine apothecary tickets. What more do you want? <laughs> it's so boring. I know. I know. But like, they'll be fighting soon. I need help with that. Oh, we nearly there yet? I mean, probably. Uh, right. Yeah, if Dusty sees anything that looks like it might be a good snack, he's just jumping off the cart, grabbing snacks, and coming back. Do you see apples, is the question. I don't know, uh, do I see apples? Uh, I would imagine you'd probably have seen an apple tree at some point during this journey. Dusty is the happiest man alive. <laughs> so, the next day, you wake up with the, the bright thing back in the sky. Oh, can't be doing with this. And you uh, head out of the woods on the far side, still heading north... And it goes from being sort of a variety of like, you'll see like corn growing and, and wheat, uh, all sorts of various crops growing along the way. Um, a, you know, occasional patches of trees. And you've noticed that maybe for like most of the morning, it's been just long straight fields of this sort of low, sort of shrubby bush just in long straight rows do just we, as far as you can see do we have any clue what this is yeah d would ask dusty does it taste nice from is curious enough to pull over and investigate okay uh can i get investigation from everyone who wants to investigate woo 18 10 it doesn't taste great dusty doesn't care that much oh uh 11 okay so, uh, Dusty spends some time, like, licking the leaves, chewing the leaves, and, and there's just nothing. Bromara, like, not licking so much, but sort of pulling them and looking at them, sort of feeling them between fingers. D, however, just grabs the plant by the middle and just pulls it up to just have a look at it. Oh. And there, dangling below, are, are potatoes. <gasps> Oh. oh. Just fields and fields and fields as far as your eyes can see of potatoes. Oh, potatoes. Potatoes are great. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. How sexy are they? <laughs> Anything you want to do with this knowledge? Well, we're taking some potatoes. Okay, grab some potatoes. <laughs> Anyone else have any other input? <laughs> uh, Dusty's going to spit out all the, the nightshade leaves. <laughs> I thought you had immunity to poison. I don't want to be full of potato <laughs> leaf badness. <laughs> yeah, just because you're immune to it doesn't mean that it's <laughs> pleasant. Okay, so you get back on the cart with your small collection potatoes. of potatoes. <laughs> Eventually you come to a, a, like a town and on the outskirts of this town there's like what looks like some kind of large church question mark. It's not like most of the gods' churches, but something about its design says church, do you? It's a fancy, ostentatious building that looks like someone with more money than sense built it. Yeah. Um, and amongst the villagers, you notice a number of people in these, uh, like, golden-coloured robes. Not shiny golden, but, ooh, but sort of goldeny yellow. Do we d- know anything about these, or can we do a roll to find out if we know anything? 
Uh, yeah, you can roll for that. What would we roll? Arcana? <laughs> I realise that question is sort of loaded, and in answering the question you tell us something, I suppose. Uh, D would recognise that it's not religious. Three. Also three. Looks uh, looks churchy. Fourteen. Okay. So DG's two, carrying us right so now. Two, for two threes, you are just going to be like, they're just like monks, right? Just some kind of sect or other. Uh, bloody monks. Well, like, like nuns, they're not allowed to do anything fun. Not all men, as far as you can tell. They're just a bunch of this sort of monkly types, acolytes, I suppose, for, for whatever this thing is. Uh, D, you're pretty certain there is some kind of religious sect, and they are all part of the same one. You genuinely cannot tell what type, though. But it's definitely not mine, right? Definitely not yours. Okay, because I think Bromara might like my church. I'm curious about your church. Have we talked about your church on air? No. Uh, Do you want to start no. pontificating while discussing... Uh... The well, maybe another time. Oh, there's a mystery. mystery. <laughs> I need to know now. <laughs> Mysteries. <laughs> so they're definitely religious or something. Do they look benign? As far as you can tell, I mean, they don't appear to be nailing anyone to anyone anything at this point. So it's a good sign. Nailing anyone to anyone else. Nailing one person to another person. Or to anything else. <laughs> Uh, also important. They don't seem to be actively hurting us. Um, stay out of their way. Don't cause them no trouble. Okay, so you're just heading through town? Unless anyone else has any other thoughts. D did want to know what uh, the predominant race appears to be up here. Humans. Everyone's humans up here. Uh, okay, then D will look human. Um, okay. is, is this gen- just generically human? Like, ah, I'm Brian Normalman. Dude McBrosen. Dude McBrosen. <laughs> Man McThorson. Who's the one from Bojack? Oh, uh, Vincent Oh, Vincent Adultman. That's it. That's a good one. So, you uh, sort of drive through town. It's probably about late afternoon at this point. Um, and you notice as you're starting to get towards the other side of town, you are finally seeing the end of these potato fields. There appears to be some, some work on cutting down... Like, the the forest nearby? There seems to be, like, camps of people. They they have been throughout the, the daylight hours cutting down the trees. And as it's starting to get twilighty, you can, you can see what's going on here. And it's almost like, as the things are cleared, more potato fields are being put in. At one point, Dusty oh. is going to have to stop and ask someone if they think they've got enough potatoes yet. I mean, I was having that same thought. Do you want us to all pull over and ask this? Also... Quick question, is it worth de-driving the cart, possibly, because of the human disguise, and we could just hide in the back? I mean, Dusty just looks like a mucky human. Okay, well, I'll hide, in the... You that's... I'll hide in the back, then, while you pull over and ask for information. I'll hang out with Puff, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll sit and hum my apothecary songs, because we don't have the scry tone to play them. <laughs> I'm on my underground cart. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, you're just looking for some. Uh, who are you looking for? Like monks, the uh, the the lumberjacks, just a villager. I'll start with just some dude. Whomever. Uh, all right, Mark, some dude, the villager, uh, is is heading back towards town with just like a big basket of potatoes, looking really miserable. Hey there, uh, we're from out of town. What's with all the potatoes round here, fella? Well, there's that cult in it. You've got a potato cult. Yeah, they. Basically, we didn't used to be a potato growing village, but they keep putting more and more potatoes in. Do they 
worship potatoes? No, they're some kind of god, but, um, you know, like a lot of the gods, they seem to have buggered off. And they're hoping to lure them back with mesh? Are they just going to build a stack of potatoes, walk up there and find them? Listen, I, I, you know, I just... Look, they they took all our other crops. There's there's nothing more for it. We just... All we got now is skin potatoes. What a bunch of bastards. Oh, you know the village motto, then? <laughs> Dusty likes Mark. How come you aren't told them all to sling the rook? There's an awful lot of them, and they do tend to get a bit stabby if anyone disagrees with the whole potato thing. I mean, I can see why you don't want to get murked over a... They are at least edible. What, the cultists? The potatoes. <laughs> Hear me out. I suppose the cultists probably are edible. <laughs> I have a suggestion that'll deal with your lack of variety in your diet and your cultist problem. <laughs> Listen, we don't mess with the sipset. There's just... There are... Sipset? The sipset, the monks. The s- the, the sip, sip. Monks of Sipset. Monks of Sipset. The name feels like there's a pun hidden in here, and I'm trying to find it. The Sipset Potatoes. No, I can't find it. It's hidden in there somewhere, I know it. <laughs> They're... Look, I, I don't understand their cult. I just try to live here. We eat potatoes... We make alcohol out of the potatoes, what we're allowed to, because they're very picky about who gets the fucking potatoes. All for their god, apparently, but we are just about allowed to eat around here. I mean, as far as things that groups of people could be doing, planting potatoes doesn't seem like the most harmful. I miss corn. Corn is great. Corn is great. But also, like, there are people, like, burning down whole towns in other places. If the worst you've got going on is someone's planting too many potatoes... Yeah. Not the end of the world. That's probably why they're still willing to live here. It's corn, a little bit of bread, a bit of wheat, something. You you tell that end of the world thing to all the trees that they're knocking down. Well, they're supposed to climb around here. Fucking potatoes. I guess so. You can make a ladder <laughs> out of potatoes. I j- listen, I, I gotta go. Got a family to feed. Gotta get these potatoes on. They're a, a dense vegetable. They're gonna take a while to cook. Can we... I want to eat before... Like, it's too late at night. Can we offer them one of the apples from the back of the, the cart? Dusty will give some pie shells and some apples to Mark. Mark just bursts into tears. <laughs> Dusty starts taking them away, apologising as if he may have offended. Like, oh, no, you don't have to if you just... Now he's crying even harder. <laughs> Dusty doesn't know what to do. He just puts them down and runs away. Back Brumara, to the cart. Brumara hands the apples back over and returns to the cart. You should try making a potato pie. Not more potatoes. <laughs> no more potatoes. <laughs> so visibly shaking on the floor, oh, rocking back and forth. Have the, the apple, have the apple, it's okay. Hugging the apples. <laughs> well, an apple pie then, jeez. And do you leave? <laughs> okay, so you leave Mark to his confused sobbing. Some cultures call potatoes earth apples. Yeah, pommes de terre. Yeah. Well. Yeah, if you like an apple, hear about these ground apples. <laughs> why don't we call why don't we call apples potatoes of the sky? <laughs> I mean, I would love to have a nice glass of potato from the sky juice. Vodka? <laughs> oh no, cider, sorry. Right. <laughs> so So as Dusty drives past Mark and both of them are confused sobbing. <laughs> You you decide it's getting a bit too dark. You're heading. You you sort of make camp 
right on the edge of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, you find a nice little space, just it's slightly off the road. They haven't quite planted potatoes up to this bit. There's just a little enough space for you all to sit around without being run over by any potential late night traffic. Mm. Um, you can't really hear much from the woods. Occasional owl. Um, there's a, like quite a large boulder nearby. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you can sit there and make yourself a little campfire. I think Romara is going to take a blanket out and just lie on the big rock looking up at the stars. Because that's, that's a hell of a sight up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you eat your evening meal and you're you're sitting there enjoying the night sky. What what are Dee and Dusty doing at this point? Uh, Dusty walks past Bromara as she's starfished on a rock and just starts dabbing tattoo cream on. <laughs> in, in at night time, you might get moonburn. It's from a nightmare, God. It's it's sleeping time nearly. <laughs> all, all Dusty knows is it looks like it's sore and should probably have cream dabbed on it. Aww. Romara is too entranced by the stars to care. Is this the first time you've seen stars? I think so. Oh, yeah. I imagine this would be the first time we'd all seen... Well, not Dusty, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't think Romara's gone above ground for anything before. I think this is the apart, first... Well, apart from when you were escaping from your original town burning down. Yeah, but that was... But you did kind yeah. of sleep most of that journey. Well, that's it, you see. Do you okay. give Dusty scritches and try and not look too interested by the stars, but is Aww. secretly <laughs> trying to no sell the stars. <laughs> they think you're very cool, dear. But yeah, okay. yeah, Dusty's just being busy. Everybody roll perception. <gasps> perception. Thirteen. Twelve. Eleven. Oh, we should have done that in 10, order. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fail. You get nothing. No! Okay, so, yeah, you... You can hear something moving mm. just in the tree line. Dusty leaves snacks in the hopes that whatever it is will probably just piss off if it's hungry. Are they potato-based snacks? Oh, God, no. I saw what happened to Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, could Dee have also spent time cleaning some potatoes? Sure. Uh, add some clean potatoes to your inventory? Hooray. You, you said there were some, some owls around. <laughs> Uh, can I speak with animals to try and ask the owls? What's what's on the other side of those bushes, huh? Hey, hey, owls, what's over there? So, uh, to get a sort of better conversation going, the owl sort of flutters over and lands on your rock. Sort of kick, kicks around a bit. Um, and its legs look small, but they're actually really long. It's just floofy. <laughs> oh, owls have legs. They, they do. Have very long legs. Very long legs. That, which means owls are actually surprisingly tiny. They're just very floof. <laughs> um, so it sort of just walks around in little circles, kicks the rock up a bit. Uh, sorry, what was the question? Uh, what is the thing that we can hear through the bushes? Oh, it's a fireball. There's lots of them about. Ooh. Hmm. Oh. Of course, they haven't got very much space to live in anymore. The humans keep cutting down the wood. Okay, okay. Um, at this point, um, do we know roughly what direction they're in, that this furbolg is in? Uh, the, the, I mean, the woods are to the north of you. Yeah, so you said we could hear some, some noise? Um, yeah, sort of not far away. Pretty okay. much sort of, not sort of the... I would say slightly off to the left of the road. Okay, okay. Um, and they don't seem like they're 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 in okay spirits, other than the whole trees being torn down thing. If we oh. went to say hi, they wouldn't attack us or anything. Well, you know how they feel about the woods. Oh. How do they feel about the woods? Oh, very big fans of the woods. I imagine they're they guardians be. of the woods. You know. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, okay. Um, I love this owl voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, team, <laughs> there's, there's some fur bulbs. They're not happy the trees are being cut down. Do you want to go say hi? Introduce ourselves. Um, as his outlander sort of background, would just you know the best way to approach 30 to 50 feral fur bulbs? <laughs> um, oh, history? Survival? Survival, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. If we get if we get close enough, Bromara has the option of just telepathically communicate with them from out of sight and be like, "Hey, we're gonna come over and say hi. Don't stress." Without Seven. giving away the location. Dusty has been underground for far too long. Yeah. What does Dusty think we should do? Well, Dusty's left an offering of snacks. So probably just leave it at that. Uh, okay, Bromara's. What snacks did you leave? Sorry. Probably just more apple-based snacks. Okay, so cooked or uncooked? Cooked. Why does that feel like a danger question? Boiled apples. Okay, um, the, nothing seems to be uh, attracted to your okay. apples. Uh, Bromhara's going to try and head close enough that she can see the group and try to telepathically communicate with one. Uh, so can they communicate back? or? Uh, I believe so. Let me double-check how this thing I have works. What spell? Uh, it's not a spell, it's Awakened Mind, Ooh. which is a ability I have. I can communicate telepathically with any creature I can see within 30 feet. I don't need to share a language with the creature for it to understand, um, but it must be able to understand at least one language. Okay, so you, you what's, what's the message you're sending? I want to get close enough that I can see it, but not give away our location, and then go, Hi, we'd like to come and say hello, but we'd, we'd like, we don't want to scare you. Is it okay to come over? Look, bang it off. We've had enough of you lot. Not human, if that helps. You're not with a potato lot. No, we're not with the potato lot. Right. And this huge fucking furball just steps out. <laughs> um, they're like seven and a half foot tall. Uh, you being a Duragar, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Is D still disguised as a human? Yes. Knock it off, D. Uh, D will turn to a furball, I guess. <laughs> that one's taking the piss. No, 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 that's just what that one does. I just... Trying to give you the the hint that that one's not one of the tree, the potato lot. Right. Thumbs up. Uh, hello. Uh, hi. We we we're um we're not from around here. We're from under under the ground. Um, like dwarfs. I mean, you look like a dwarf. I mean, ba- sure, but sure. Basically, yes. Right. Um. So yeah, we were just camping over there, and yeah, I hear from the owls you're having a rough time of it right now. Well, there's blood, bloody humans and the 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 sipsit monks. They've been cutting down our bloody forest just to more more grow more bloody potatoes. Okay, do you know what they're doing with all these potatoes? Something about their gods. Yeah, we keep hearing this. And any any more info? They just sort of moved into the area, or maybe just swelled over the area. In the last decade or so, they've just been growing and growing and, and literally growing more and more potatoes. Hmm. I have an important question, and this is an in-character question. Um, Sip Sip, uh, is that S-I-P, name... S-I-P, S-I-T. Pardon? Sip Sip. Sip Sip. Sip Sip, sip. is that like a, a funny play on words of some kind? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just what, whatever their word is for their order. Okay, okay. Hmm. Bromara in canon is suspicious of an incoming pun. Is it something to do with like you drink vodka and it sits you the fuck down? Uh, they're they're sipsit monks. Uh, the holy order of Pusmer. 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 That's what they. That's what they say anyway. Honestly, furbolgs don't really go for communicating with strange gods. More about the nature. Well, I mean, 
I'm talking to a potato, I assure you. They're bloody boring. They talk to the potatoes, do No, you? we're fabulks. We communicate with the nature. Talking to a potato, very boring. Trees live for ages. Having a whole conversation with a tree. Can't have an interesting conversation with a potato. Well, I mean, that just sounds like you're being discriminatory to the potatoes. Are you giving them a good chance to say anything interesting? I mean, we've got no one else to talk to around here. I suppose so, yeah. What do the potatoes like to talk about? <laughs> Generally, they're just very excited to be alive. Well, I mean, well, that sounds, like a, that sounds yeah. like a very affirming conversation. Yeah, but that's it. It's like, oh, I'm a potato. I'm a potato. Look at that. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> They want the grounds. Oh, they pulled me out now. Oh, I wonder what the next adventure will be. <laughs> Bloody potatoes. Oh my god. I want, to take, I want to take a potato on an adventure. Oh. Can I have a pet potato? You want to take a... <laughs> Dee feels slightly guilty about having cleaned and peeled some potatoes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're not eating any the more true perils of being a vegetarian that can talk to plants. <laughs> we're eating oh, another potato now. The potatoes, they're too happy. <laughs> we can eat all but one. I have to keep one. One has to be my friend. Where do uh, apples fall on this whole love for life scale? I mean, apples tend to be part of a larger plant, you see. So we talk to the trees, and the trees are generally very, very happy to be spreading their seeds around. Eat an apple, shit an apple, you've planted seeds in manure. That, potentially, going to be another apple tree. Although, the rate the humans are coming, probably not going to be much of the way trees around here either. Hmm. They are rapidly running out of habitat. I imagine so. Do, do you know where we can, like, find any more information about what's going on with these potato monks? I mean, there's that bloody church over there. Is this the church we passed previously? That is the direction she's pointing. Ah. Uh, hmm. What was that town we were looking for? Uh, napping. Uh, napping. Uh, do you know uh, by any chance where napping is? Human town, is it? Uh, pr- probably. Everything up here seems to be a human town. Not really our sort of thing. You don't really... No worries, no worries. Get with the humans. Woods, that's our thing. Hmm. Where might there be the next band of not woods? Then? I mean, there's not much of this woods left, to be honest. Uh, so with that said, Bramora is like, uh, okay, okay. Well, um, I think we should go pay those monks a visit tomorrow. Dusty begins cracking his knuckles and sits down with a little sh- whetstone to start sharpening his hammer. Do we want to visit them in a hostile capacity? I think. I think. It's probably better we go and get information before we become hostile. Like, if we if we kill them all, we can't ask questions and find out what that whole deal is. If we ask them questions, we can always choose to kill them later. Dusty mm. continues to sharpen. <laughs> do not do not do murder until you've you've exhausted the entire conversation tree. But what if other tree opens after? Open as much of the conversation tree as you can before the murder. I mean, just his entire conversation tree is wait for the smarter people to finish talking and then it's his time to shine, so... He's not in a rush to do the murders, it's just he knows where his strengths lie. Uh, well, in that case, we're gonna go get some get some rest, but we'll, we'll go, go have a chat with those monks tomorrow. Char- charming to meet you. And she heads back into the woods. Lovely. Is it morning? Legally now? distinct music. Legally distinct morning music. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is the following morning. Isn't that public domain? I have no idea. I don't actually know what the name of that tune is. It's a shame, because I was trying to find it recently. It's like, what is the morning music that they use in all the things? Is, is it bad that I kind of just want to record it and ask Twitter and be like, Twitter, what's this? <laughs> I mean, the, no. Yeah. Would know. Someone would know.
So the following morning, you wake up. Are uh, you heading to town or straight to the church? What do? The church seems a sensible place to go first. Mm-hmm. Get right on it. What what them church up to? Okay, so he would be a human again, by the way. Okay, cool. Uh, how how is that human dressed? Um, probably just like other villagers. D wants okay. to sell a like recent moved commoner. She, they, it's probably stands to reason that um, they would give more information to somebody who's interested in potentially joining. I'm new in town. I would like to learn about your religion. What's Please with all the potatoes? <laughs> with all the potatoes, I'm moving into town and it would help to understand what the potato deal is. Uh, Brambora is just going to hide in the back of the van and avoid uh, giving away that there is anything not human about the party. Okay, so you, you had... Uh, you don't find any roads leading directly to the church, so you head into the back into the village. Mm-hmm. And you, you sort of hang a left uh, and, and in t- towards the, the church itself. Finally, you find uh, like a path up there. There are far less of those monks around this morning. There's still a, a few around, many of them out sort of tending the fields. Um, you, you would guess it's probably not long until this lot's going to be harvest, which is probably going to need quite a lot of people. And um, you get to this large building. It is... Um, like I say, it's 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 got a sort of churchy churchy feel. Uh, it's larger than you would think for just a small village. It's almost cathedral esque, uh, but um, yeah, it, it's sort of, you would guess sort of three or four stories high for for a building. Um, it has some sort of stained glass imagery. There is a huge grand door at uh, at the front, but no one seems to be going in that door. Um, what do you want to do? Do you want to take a circuit or? So it's Dusty and D who've gone in. Dust, Dusty and D uh, are, st- are, are still on the cart. Mm-hmm. Are there any monks chilling outside? None of them really chill. They're they're more more sort of milling around. Is there a notice board? No sign of a notice board. <sighs> what do you want to look at, dear? Well, they're in the fucking notice board, so. <laughs> There's no meat raffle on today, I'm afraid. Dusty is distraught. Dusty is a highly literate. <laughs> Barbarian. He uh, recognises the word meat raffle. Uh, side note, I've only just realised uh, Bromara's going to have a real rough time now we're above ground. Um, disadvantage on attack rolls when the thing you're trying to attack is in sunlight. Not good at seeing stuff in the daylight. Oh, oh no. Those eyes are way too sensitive. Oh no. Mm. Should have picked up some shades before you left. <laughs> Somewhere above ground will have sunglasses. Why would they have sunglasses below ground? <laughs> I actually read like a minor, have everything. a minor wondrous item is in fact sunglasses oh my goodness i'm gonna have to go on a quest for sunglasses and the quest for sunglasses <laughs> sorry continue with your church meat raffle experience <laughs> yeah we're getting back to the serious stuff of the meat raffle um yeah why why don't we do a once over of the exterior okay so you two gonna park up and go for a walk yeah okay um, as you wander around, like a few of the nun- monks sort of vaguely acknowledge you, give you like little little nods, mm-hmm. but uh, that that's really all all there is to it. They don't seem that bothered. There's a few uh, seem to be with like quite large baskets of potatoes, and they seem to be going towards the like the back of the building. They seem fairly benign. I mean, so do potatoes, but tell that to the fur bulk. Well, maybe we should find out if there's something else. Um, is there anything unusual about the building other than it looking churchy? You, you can't really tell anything other than it looks churchy. Okay. Well, then I guess uh, Dee will take Dusty to the entrance. Uh, so the big, the big front entrance, yeah? Yes. 
Anybody look chatty? Uh, they've mostly got their head down. They, they're getting on with work. Pious bunch, this lot. Okay. Who's got the cleanest robes around? Because they're probably like the most self-important. They're all pretty clean. You guess they have access to prestidigitation. Oh. Well, I bet anybody with any sort of knowing of what's going on would be inside anyways. Dusty follows. Ooh, Bromara. Tough question. Right. Because Puff's your familiar, can you, like, do the whole see-through their eyes, cast through their little fingies thing? Mm-hmm. I believe yep. so. Oh, yes. You can see everything through your little sp- spider dragon. I can, but currently we are just hanging out in the back of the van. <laughs> okay, but at some point I'm going to put him on my head and, like, go around doing a Mission Impossible thing. <laughs> you can go get him. I mean, if you can pass uh, him I'm off trying... as a hat. <laughs> feels like unnecessary risk when you're trying to pass me. Yes, hello, we are human villagers who've moved in. Hello, we're boring. <laughs> Adequate to meet you. Also, sorry, I've just had the realisation. If, if you were to have Puff on your head and Bromara was to walk in front of you and then look through Puff's eyes, Bromara could live in third person. <gasps> <laughs> well, I know what we're doing this evening. That's a strong <laughs> reaction. <laughs> Oh, fun, fun facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to own a pair of glasses that would turn the world upside down. That made it look like just the world was upside down. Your brain is real good at working out how to put it back the right way up in your brain. Mm-hmm. And that's confusing as fuck. When you're wearing the make everything upside down glasses and then suddenly it's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> right, sorry. Uh, so you're going to talk to the nearest monk, yeah? Mm-hmm. How, how is that conversation going to open? Um, D will approach. Hello. Greetings, my child. Hi. Um, we're new to the village, and, uh, we're a little curious if, uh, you know, what, what all this is. These are offerings for our goddess. Oh, okay. Um, which goddess is that? The goddess Pussmore guides us. Oh, P-U-S-S-M-O-R-E. Sorry, M-A-R-E. Pussmore. Um, could you tell me more about Pussmore? She is the lost goddess. She who has said that she will return, yet she has not yet returned. We increase the gifts that we provide for her in the hopes that it will draw her back to her divine home. You thought perhaps if this many potatoes haven't brought her back, then maybe triceps. I say not as in character, this is just me curiously pondering. Oh, Dusty ponders that out loud. You get the impression that they are really pissed off that you have dared to question them. Dear. Oh god, another another D&D campaign I'm in where you ask someone about their god and they get pissed off. Oh no. Someone's got no, in the Well, that, this isn't about asking. This is like, hey, the thing that you're doing to draw your god back, that's clearly not working, is it? No, no, no. I, mean, I was going to phrase it as, are you yeah, sure? It's a question. Okay. It's we... like, is, is there a reason that you're not trying anything else? Is this the only thing your god likes? I need to hear that from Dusty, since that's Dusty's question you're still hiding in a truck. Oh, 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 no. A cart, rather. So, uh, have you tried anything else? Because if this tech ain't working, but you're obviously very driven. There are a lot of potatoes. There are a lot of potatoes. Not a lot of gods. We provide Pussmare that which she has requested. Just potatoes? Not simply potatoes. We cook them first. Oh. Then and what? then we perform the Odotta, such as we always have. You do what we adore? We perform the Odotta. Dear. The great waiting. Okay. And then what? Then perhaps Pussmare will return to us. Where do all the potatoes go in this scenario? 
Prismare has requested them. Yeah, so you grow them, you cook them, you sit in your way. Now, I'm not a culinary genius, but I know if you sit and wait for potatoes for too long, they stop being potatoes and they start to be a problem. Then they have to be disposed of, and we prepare more. So, she wants a load of potatoes, and you're just binning If she does not return, we do not want her to provide her with a cold meal. Dusty looks deeply baffled by all of this. What have you done for sides? I'm not sure what you mean. We provide the gift, the, the gift as requested. Yeah, but like... If Mixtress asked me to go and get her a steak, I wouldn't just bring her a slab of meat. I'd have steak, potatoes, some vegetables. Have you considered your problem isn't volume, it's presentation? We provide that which we have been requested in the manner that our goddess requested, as is in the holy text. He means well. I think he should go and see where we're supposed to bring some potatoes, and I'd like you to tell me more. Do you have the texts that I could read? The holy texts are not to be touched by the likes of us. Oh. But if you wish to join our order, please come in. Dee will give Dusty a look. Dusty's doing what he was told and going back to the car. Uh, that's not what Dusty was told. That's what Dusty understood he was told. <laughs> he, he felt like he was being dismissed. Dee was hoping that Dusty would look around the facility while Dee did a little more scouting into what they do. Okay, Dusty will skulk behind. Does Brilmara want me to go get the dragon? Uh, I mean, if you want to take part, I, again, I think that somewhat might hurt your we are just regular villagers moving in technique. Stealth puff. How stealthy can you make puff? I could put him in my bag with the top open. I mean, if you can do that, I will look through Puff's uh, Puff's eyes and ears. Oh, can his little snooting up and just be peeping out the top of the bag until someone looks round and then he just disappears and then he slowly peeks back Feel up. Feel free to take that risk if you will. Tiny peeps. Will there be two of them? Will there be twin things? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you maybe bring a non-magic bag and cut a hole in it? That way Puff could see through the side. <gasps> Even better. Just a couple of little eye holes in the side yes. of his sack. <laughs> okay, I'm looking through Puff's eyes through two eye holes in the side of a sack. Finest burlap. Okay, so two of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my senses. Uh, and your Durgar eyes. So, somehow shielded by your pseudo-dragon. Yes. You're not feeling so burnt. You're not squinting so much. Exactly. I, I'm looking through the lens of some dragon eyes. Okay. Uh... I know I've got an image of you just trying to use him as a sign. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing in combat. Next time I can't see where the attack goes, I'll briefly look through Puff's eyes and then pop back and be like, I see where they are. You could just have Puff on your head, shield your oh eyes, and then <laughs> use Puff as replacement oh You could get Puff to sort of coil around your shoulders, uh, so it's like only slightly off to the side, Yeah, but you're still basically seeing first seeing person. I'm seeing from here, in st- like on top, just on top of my head instead of on like my eyes. Like a headlamp. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just it. slightly taller. Oh, I don't need sunglasses. This is great. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> okay. So, everyone except Bromara is taken to, like, a side entrance, mm-hmm. rather than going through the, the grand front entrance. Mm-hmm. And, um... So, I've just realised something. I can use my spells via Puff while I'm doing this. Yes, you can. Including Awakened Mind, which means I can telepathically communicate with the party. I can talk to them while I'm... Yeah, you can. You're basically there. I'm basically yeah. there. Sorry, continue. It's the joy of mission... the HTC vibe. Y- your mission control. <laughs> <laughs> So you're literally sitting there in the back of the van with the headphones on, yeah. recording shit. <laughs> in like perfectly innocent flower delivery <laughs> on the side or something. 
Okay, you all uh, head inside through uh, a side entrance. Initially, you're led through this huge kitchen. Like, it feels like most of this floor, it doesn't go quite to, like, the front doors, mm-hmm. but it feels like most of this floor is a large kitchen and it is hot and greasy in here and there are just people cutting up potatoes and putting them in the hot oil and that appears to be it and there is a like a a large round like huge round dish uh, towards the front of the building um where they are putting fried products Uh, you're led through this room to the far side there's up a flight of stairs this level of the building seems shorter again than the floor below it's like not going all the way up to the front of the building and here there's people like uh studying books just sort of going about various sorts of studies people seem to be checking on details about the the crop people are are bringing reports writing notes in books learning about new ways to cook a potato probably it seems like they're just frying them does seem like they are just frying them and finally, you're led up to the, the top level. This is mostly, like, bunks. Again, much, much shorter than the, the room below. Uh, this is mostly, like, uh, bunks where you guess a majority, if not all, of the monks sleep. There is uh, sort of... At one end, there's just, like, a little uh, table with uh, a, a single monk sitting there with, with just, like, a little lamp just in front of them. As we're walking through, Dusty's going to inquire what the god does when they're not being offered potatoes. Well, they're lost, dear. Yeah, but like, why do they want um to come back when they've done being lost? What then? Pusmer was a, a great and noble god that fought during the wars. They protected our lands. They saved us from Gylaway. Gylaway? Somebody roll history. <laughs> yes. Uh, history. In fact, everybody roll history. Dusty gets an eight. Uh, Bromara gets a five. Eighteen. Once again, Thank D you. is the only one in the party who's who's competent today. Uh, it's all book stuff. <laughs> uh, you remember this from a conversation you had with with Bromara? <laughs> Bromara gave this information to you, but does not remember it now. Um, during uh, Br- like Bromara is too busy being like, yeah, I'm a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That information you, you, was released to the world. It's gone now. You you remember that you, you there was a whole conversation about the light of Gynaway, and mm-hmm. that's very much a, a Thordson thing. Mm. Thordson's troops. Just as musing on the fact that perhaps Darrow's could have saved um, Severton from being completely routed. If only they'd have had more chips. <laughs> so, can you remind us what did they say? What did this person just say about their god? Um, that they fought in the the wars against Gynaway. There seemed to have been some kind of deity based war. Okay, so presumably these are not on these people are not on Thorson's side. Maybe. Does anyone want to ask them? Um. What What does the I'm sorry. Is this an order? We are the Holy Order of Pusman. And what does the Holy Order think of Thorson? Thorson, that's what I said. The, the his crusade he claims is noble, mm-hmm. though claiming to be the fist of Gaidaway, we do not agree with their methods or their decisions. We are welcoming of all species here. Thorson's group gain a lot of power from their god that they claim is light and holy. However, we find them to be most destructive and distracting. So. When they said that they're welcoming of all races, um, can Bromara do a check, uh, I guess it'd be insight to see if that's legitimate, because if so, 
I want Brumara to just barge into the room now and be like, oh yeah, sorry, hello everyone. <laughs> uh, assuming that this seems uh, sincere. Uh, six on insight. Brumara has no real idea, but she's going to storm in anyway. Sure. <laughs> Brumara's going to storm in and be like, hello, sorry, I'm with this group. So you're just... Hi. So hang on, they're all upstairs. Yeah, I'm just going to walk Some through being ten like... minutes spray, you're just going to... Stomp through the kitchen. Hi, everyone. Don't I'm mind me. Through the kitchen, be like, I'm with those humans that just came in. I'm sorry. Hi. I've Definitely. Found out that I found out that your order is not like racist. So hi. Okay, so you head through the kitchens, and the no one, yeah. no one cares. No one cares. Uh, nice. You you head through the the library. If you're announcing yourself, they're going to be shh. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, hello. And they pump. They point at the 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 other door where they. Thank you. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. Yeah, and you, you head up to the uh, up to the bunks uh, and up to the rest of your group. Oh hi! Sorry for interrupting. I I I got the I I'm with them. I got the impression you're not racist, and it's definitely not because you just said it to them a second ago. Hi, hello. Uh, the 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 one sitting at the desk <laughs> looks a bit confused about what's just happened. But... D will cover her face slightly. Uh, yes, yeah, Br- Bromara is here now so that Bromara can actually interact with the scene rather than just hearing it from a distance. So you wish to join our order, I understand. Yep. Very well, we shall issue your quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, Sister Russet, if you could take them to be adorned. <laughs> Russet's a type of potato, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you dealt with the apples, now you're going to have to deal with the potatoes, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you're you're led off to sort of the, the far end, uh, sort of the other end, uh, where near near where the ladder was. There's a, a sort of a large chest, and uh, Russet sort of goes through the the various robes, mm-hmm. and and sort of sizes you each up. Uh, Brilmara, they've never had a Duracar before, or a dwarf, or a halfling, or any of the smaller species. So yeah, they're not going to have anything quite your size, but they they. They get you something as sort of as small as possible. Have, have, have they just gone and gone in the children's section? They're like, okay, we've got some stuff for like a four-year-old here. That'll probably fit. They don't really seem to have anyone that young here. <laughs> so you've got like a... It's a bit long on you and a bit... The, the arms are a bit dangly. <laughs> Aww. I'm imagining Puff walking in front of this with it like pulled up round him. So like he's made his own little robe out of the extra robe. <laughs> um, but uh, but everyone else manages to get a, a fairly good fit on their robe. It's a good hood as well. It doesn't just go up to the top of your head, it sort of comes down half over your face. <gasps> which will probably be good if you need to go outside in the daytime. Um, and then you're shown to uh, your uh, bunks. They're currently occupied, mm-hmm. but you are basically, it's basically explained to you that everyone sleeps in shifts. Uh, if they're not working cooking out in the fields, mm. or engaging in the uh, odata. The what, sorry? The Odota. Od, odota. Mm, there's a pun hidden in there. <laughs> there's a pun hidden in all of this, but it's not that one. No. <laughs> I still feel like there's a pun hidden in there. So I guess the plan for now is collect information and take this down from the inside. I mean, I feel like we might be able to persuade them to work together. Like, they're just obsessed with growing shit. And furballs are really good at that. 
So maybe we could just broker an understanding. Maybe we can convince them that apples are the potatoes of the sky. That's what the goddess wants. If you tell them about pomme de terre, maybe they'll realise they've made a a drastic misinterpretation of their religious literature. Yeah, Yeah. a translation error. (laughs) And also maybe talk them into giving the cold chips to someone, you know, anyone. Yeah, see... I think the problem here is you might be able to convince the furbogs uh, them, like, ah, yes, the furbogs can help grow things. The furbogs aren't going to be happy about their land being cut down to grow things. We still have that problem. But the furbogs are magical. Something, something, underdark, something. There's a lot of not trees there and a lot of people that would want cold chips. I don't know. I feel like Do I we... have five legs and no base of this Ikea chair. Do we get potato <laughs> names? Uh, you're, you've not been given any different names, no. I'm now fries. Because... You can be jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, trivia. There is a Laura potato. Oh! <gasps> I'm upset by how much I know about potatoes and how much this has been brought out. Apparently there's a violot, which is a purple potato. Oh, is that like, um, ube? Uh, kinda. Yeah, there are, there is a purple potato. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ube's a purple. So very purple. I wish to be a purple potato. Potato? And your name shall be ube. (laughs) Ube doster. Change my mind, I want to be mash. Monster mash. (laughs) Rasset explains that uh, you will be given like work duties tomorrow, but for now you will uh, you just need to help uh, or sit for your first night's odata. So you are led all the way downstairs, uh, past the large plate slowly filling with uh, fried potato <laughs> products, mm-hmm. and into this room. And you shut the doors behind you, and basically in front of you is the inside of the the large door. Mm-hmm. Um, which is beautiful and ornate. The room is almost completely dark. There's just like a few flickering candles, and behind you are just like bleachers, just full of monks in golden robes, sitting there holding chalices. Do we go and sit down with them? No. Are there chalices near the seats we can you are, you are each handed a chalice and told to go and find oh, a seat. Oh, this has got a real we're about to drink the Kool-Aid vibe to it. I don't want so. the Kool-Aid. Wait and watch everyone else drink the chalice first. <laughs> Having been issued with your uh, chalice full of, uh, seemingly full of wine, or at least half full of wine, you are taken up to a, a place on the beaches, bleachers where you just sit and, and you are told the correct uh, position to hold your chalice in and you are just told to meditate on the door. And basically you sit there Pretty much until you're falling asleep, and it's it's like eight hours of just sitting in the dark. Oh, would, would we not be staring. allowed to drink the wine yet? Nobody's, to at least nobody's drinking some wine. of the eight hours staring at the nobody, door. Nobody. Oh, if is it is anyone going to try and drink the wine? I mean, if no one else has drunk the wine yet, I'm not going to drink the wine. I'm still convinced it's poison. Right. Every, everyone is just sitting there, sort of like holding the chalice with like. Uh, like how you'd hold a wine glass with like two fingers on either side of the stem, and then uh, just meditating on the door. If it's possible, you would like to augury to see if drinking this wine is a good idea. <laughs> In general, uh, not like right this second, but you just okay. tell me if it's a wheel, a woe, or nothing. Uh, it's a big woe. Ooh. Whoa! Is that in general or drinking it now? That's in general. After about six hours of staring at this door. There is, uh, a, you you hear the door that you came through swing open again, uh-huh. and this huge plate of just 
really nice smelling oh. fried potato product is just wheeled to the front in front of the door. So what up until this point, just as a bit of flavour, because Romara can do uh, telepathic communication, I want to I want to say that the three of us have just been chatting. Just having a quiet chat without anyone noticing. We've at least got each other to pass the six hours. Nope. But yes, the, the chips, the, the fried potato products have been brought in. Fried potato products have been brought in, and then that, that door closes, and you're just in the dark, or, or in the half-light, uh, sitting on the stairs with your glass of wine, or your, your chalice of wine, pondering a door, and in your case, chatting in your minds. <laughs> I mean, is there some kind of torture chamber they're putting us through? Is it? I'm getting big vibes of like, you know, give not into temptation. You know, deprive. You, this is all religion, really. Deprive yourself of the nice thing in front of you. Yeah, I, I think I like days got better. I, I need to hear about your god at some point because I can't imagine they're worse than this. Oh, they're much, much better. Uh, is there anything we could do to like? Uh... He does not have any sleight of hand or trickery to try and stealthily get rid of this wine. I like the idea that you've just sat for like six hours telling Bromara all about this different god. I could. I mean, do you want to tell me something about this different god? I'm curious. We've got time to kill. Uh, sure. Calistria is a goddess of lust and revenge. That sounds like a really fun god. Yes. Uh, her followers mainly wear... <laughs> mainly wear sexy wear. Her favorite weapon is a whip, which is why I summon a uh, uh, otherworldly whip with spiritual weapon. She is not super nice, but she is um, favorable to her followers and encourages those who have been wronged to uh, right the wrongs themselves. I mean, I can't complain with your choice. You've 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 picked you've picked one of the interesting ones. Hooray. Definitely better than stare at a plate of potatoes for eight hours. As you're finishing this conversation, uh, does anyone want to look around, investigate? Oh, yeah. Obviously, I, I wouldn't suggest moving, because no one else is, but... Dusty has a nine on perception. There's a big plate of chips there. Sixteen. I mean, I, I might as well check. Um, do the roll. Eighteen. Ooh. Okay. Dusty, you're finding it a bit boring and stuffy, and the grease is sort of getting to you a bit. Oh, no. Um, Dee, you're pretty certain that's a big plate of chips. You've noticed that no one's really moving or saying anything. Mm -hmm. Like, no one talks to each other. It's just silent contemplation of the door. Bromara, that's a big plate of chips. That is a big, 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 big plate of chips. Whatever it is they're trying to summon apparently requires a big plate of chips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are very aware that no one is drinking the wine. Nobody's even moving, really. Uh, you've noticed that since you came in, no one else has filed in. Mm. This seems to be like, this is a period of time where people do this. And, and after about, as I say, you get to the end of like eight hours of this, the chips have been in for about four hours. They're starting to go cold. Yeah. Um, it's clear that they've not enticed in the way they were supposed to. No, they've not done whatever they were supposed to do. You hear a clatter uh, somewhere off to the right of you, down down the bleacher, and it looks like, uh, and, and someone just goes slumping forward. Uh, so the, the you guess it was the sound of a chalice hitting the floor, and um, basically they, they pick this person up. They appear to be kind of drowsy, and at that point everyone stands up, Mm -hmm. taking their, their chalice uh, down and emptying it into a large drain in front of uh, where, where the big plate is. And several people are now lifting the, the, the plate of chips and pouring it down like a, a trapdoor. Why do I feel like this is, if the thing had been summoned, 
Hooray, we did our job. All drink the poison. You don't know. We don't know, but like, that's that's the vibes I have. Ah, we did our mission. Time for us all to die. But uh, yeah, that that is the end of that. And you, everyone files off to, to bed. And it seems that another group are filing in. Oh, this... To go and sit on this bleachers. I'm getting real bad vibes from this, this, this cult. <laughs> well then, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you again sometime. Thank you very much for joining us. I have been the mistress of this dungeon. I am Jane Eris Magnet. I can be found on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. I'm on SoundCloud as Jane Eris Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. I'm also on StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, where I write things. Twitch.tv slash Janiac, where I stream on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Janiac.redbubble.com, where you can get one of my fantastic t-shirts. And patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. As little as a dollar a month would be super helpful. Hi, this is Nick, and you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and stream at the Nick Flair. And if you'd like to read um, some media analysis and self-reflections that I'm writing, uh, you can follow my blog at storieswithnick.blog. I'm Laura. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz everywhere on the internet. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. I do a series on YouTube every Friday called Accessibility, where I talk about video game industry accessibility and representation. I've got a bunch of books. There's Uncomfortable Labels, which is out now. It's about being gay and trans. There is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is coming out on February 4th. It's an illustrated, silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. And there's Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non, non-cisgender people's stories of euphoric moments they had in regard to their gender, which is going to be out at some point in the future when it's, when it's written. There's also podcasts. There's Pixel Squirt, which is a video game pornography discussion podcast with Mari and Stacey from Geek Remix. Uh, there's Dice Funk, which is a, another D&D podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and season seven. Uh, they're all self-contained seasons. And there's Podquisition, where we talk about whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. I'm Becky. I can be found as at Becky20 on Twitter. The last series that we recorded, Badly Designated Heroes, can be found under Curiosity Epidemic on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Oh, bye! 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 Ha 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 